the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 144. This week, we are talking all things Star Wars since Celebration was this past weekend. All of them? All every, things. Every, everything everything, everything wow. that's ever been about Star Wars. Oh, that means we have to cover the prequel. Sebastian's in trouble. I know, right? Oh, no. So, welcome, Nerdables. I'm R.A. Rain. Joining me this week are Chris Collar, Sebastian, and I don't know why all of a sudden I start doing last Wait, names. Where's, where's that one? And, uh, and Ethan. And <laughs> Mikey's here, too. What is that? <laughs> like shooting a logo in the dick. That's non-Star Wars that we're talking about. Well, that, that would be the one thing that was a bomb this weekend. Yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about that. No. We're not even going to give it credence. Talk, talk about, about positive things like yeah. Star Wars Celebration. Star, Star Wars Celebration. The, the, awesome Rebels, the Rebels trailer, the Rogue One behind-the-scenes vignette. The Soka, the, the Soka missing, missing episodes. Yeah, un, what Untold Tales. Untold Tales, yeah. The publishing one. I wanted to see the publishing panel. I've not seen the publishing panel. That's the one I haven't seen. Yeah. The only negative I'll say here is the live stream was, was very complicated. Overly complicated. Unless you not... were going to stay up at 2 in the morning. No, like, I, this this stuff was streaming live at 8 o'clock. This was because the tweets were live. So I would get, tangent time, so I would get the tweet. You know, the, 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 the tweet would come up, like, Rogue One panel starting now. That was uh-huh. 8 o'clock in the morning. The um, Rebels that, panel was... But did you like, see the, the, the schedule for the, for the live streaming? And it would say 2.30 or 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. When I looked at the live streaming, get, with the one that I sent you for the, Rogue, for the Rogue One panel did say 8 a.m. Pacific. Because it was 11 a.m. Eastern. Right. Because it's going... They did a lot of these panels... Towards the evening, sure. Because you listen, if you listen to the panels, they say tonight and stuff like that. So in in local time in London, these panels were all in like the afternoon, early evening, right? So anyway, but trying to find these panels live, trying to get the the links that were being um, uh, being given by the official Star Wars Twitter, mm-hmm. the official Star Wars Celebration Twitter, the official Star Wars Publishing Twitter, and the Star Wars UK, and which Star is Wars an YouTube. official. Well, they all linked you to YouTube, and almost all of them said this video is private. Right. So it was very tough to find. Going through the app, it was tough to find. The first thing, when Rogue One was going live, I went through the app to try and find it, and it was giving me the Mark Hamill panel, which Uh was the night before. And the second or third time I got, I don't even remember how many different types I tried to get a live stream of the Rogue One panel. I finally found it was able to watch, you know, 10, 15 minutes of it, right. including the beautiful vignette. But oh, the every yeah. other point, not available at all. And the, the promises of having them available afterwards, we've struggled to find them. We've had to go to third-party sources to watch mm-hmm. highlights of them. And yeah. the, Mar- the Mark Hamill pan- panel, he apparently went full-on Joker in it. Yeah. Talking about uh, the um, Killing Joke, which is getting ready to come out next week. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Makes me wonder if they if they did that kind of stuff on purpose because it's kind of like, well, what's the what's the special um, feeling that people are going to have when going? Well, we talked about this before. No, the, the, I think it was more the time there. the time distance. But no, I'm thinking maybe because like I know I, like I think the the, lo- the links are because here's the thing is you're not going to do that on purpose when you've been saying for six months we promise you that everything is mm-hmm. live streamed. We're going to San Diego next week. This is something that San Diego has talked about through the, at least the Comic Con HQ. 
And I don't know if it's streaming through their website or not, but San Diego has promised that they're going to live stream almost every big panel that exists, which means we but won't be live streaming. But they also said that they're going to live stream it like 48 hours after it happened. No, 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 no. They, li- t- they say that you can't stream your panel or put yeah. your panel up if you're not, 24. And- if you're not a part of the panel, like we're not mm-hmm. a part of San Diego Comic-Con's HQ. This is, We're not a scheduled to be on that, that thing. Okay. If we record our panel... We We've are. basically signed a agreement with San Diego that we cannot put it up for 48 hours. 24. 24 hours. We can put up 15 minutes of it, but it can't be consecutive. It has to be basically yeah. highlights. So we might as well just wait. In this case, Star Wars Celebration, the official Lucasfilm press release mm-hmm. is every panel will be streamed live. They did this with Celebration in... Anaheim last mm-hmm. year for some of the big panels. They did it for the the, Ro- the uh, Rogue One, the Force Awakens panel. It was live. You know, you were on a five-second delay or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's it. So the official Lucasfilm app said everything was live stream. It was part of their promotion to get yeah. the app. Not only part of the promotion to get the app, but yeah, it was it was everywhere. Yeah. And it just, like I said, I don't know if other people came with the same difficulty. I was you and I, of, of who I know, were having difficulty finding mm-hmm. the live stream from it. And then on top of it, there does not seem to be official video of everything. Right. The Star Wars page, the official Star Wars YouTube page, has the Mark Hamill. Um, they uh, have panel some of the. They have some of the individuals like that. But when I went to the live stream on the app, I got the logo and music for the longest time, and that's all I got. Yes. Yeah, so every time I went through the well, not every time, but when I was going through the app, what seemed to happen was it would give me a panel that they had already live streamed right. earlier in the day or evening, and so it was just kind of like picking and choosing. You know, it almost felt like you were being dropped in on a 24-hour stream that yeah. was not specific to what was going on on the stages at the time. That's why it makes me wonder if they if they meant to do it that way. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't so. think so because again, they 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 were promising everyone that you would be able to watch it. This was one of the big things that happened with Celebration last year. But Stephen was Celebration. telling telling everybody, you're not missing the Thor's Awakens panel if you're not here. Everyone in the country could watch that live off of the official YouTube channel. And if you didn't get whatever. to see it live, you could go to the YouTube channel and it had the entire yeah. Because panel I, I actually, because I never got, I didn't, I didn't get into either of those rooms for it. I watched the last 10 minutes of that panel live on my phone standing in line. Right. So it, it was definitely there. Um, okay. Other than that, I mean, other than the complications with, with the, with the, panels being streamed and everything and I, I do i do think some of that was with sebastian's the, got a question I, 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 yes <laughs> he's sebastian. just originally, excuse me I'm excuse me do you need the hall pass uh maybe we'll see. We'll see um no but i mean other than that i mean I, I still think that part of it is is the time distance between london and everywhere else well, i think they just didn't know what the hell they were doing <laughs> which is odd for they could have contracted it out to different people maybe yeah. yeah um what did you think of Celebration? I mean, I'm going to ask everybody, but Chris, I mean, you, you and I were really paying attention to it closely. Sebastian, I think you paid attention to a lot yeah, of it. I, I watched quite a bit of it. Not, not everything, uh, but a lot of people were also putting up their own videos of, like, some of the toys from the show mm-hmm. and uh, some of the, like, props and some of the costumes. So I was yeah. you know, mixed Black, bag. Black Series <laughs> at that driver. Yeah, yeah that was the really five, The 501st from Hungary that put up a bunch of pictures today. Oh, yes. It was amazing what they put up. So I thought, I thought they did a 
really good job overall trying to get at least the big stuff covered. I was just looking at my phone now. They've got uh, their playlist for Celebration up, mm. and it's got 30 videos now with uh, interviews, and there's about five panels, I think, I saw okay. there. Mm. They have the DK publishing panel now Woo-hoo! is up. Yes. So. There's, do, you, do you want to just jump into the, the publishing? Cause that well, mean, publishing was one of the biggest news. We'll talk about what it is. Uh, I think it was one of the was biggest yesterday. surprises. Well, this is so, so yesterday when I woke up, because, well, yeah, a lot of it was still early in the morning, you know, 6, 7, right. 8 o'clock. So yesterday was Saturday, uh, first day that I didn't have to wake up early for work in mm-hmm. over a week. And I wake up, and my Twitter has just exploded with, thank you, Lucasfilm, thank you, Disney, yes. thank you, thank you. Thrawn is now canon. And I'm like, oh, what the hell happened? Well, which um, we, we, we should but say. we've discussed for a long time. There was speculation that he would There was a lot of speculation three, or, or, or whatever. But then just, in, in terms of the story, this, right. is, this is the speculation, the rumor was there. The first thing that I saw was the publishing panel that Timothy Zahn is writing a Thrawn novel, which will be available in which spring Which is great. Next year. I think there can't be anyone better to we've write that We've had book. this discussion a couple of times. Because for me, I don't give a crap. Canon, to me, doesn't make anything sure. different. You know, one way or the Better other. Or I'm worse. not gonna. You know, I love the the character of Thrawn as he existed mm-hmm. was great. Um, we've had this discussion in terms of Mara Jade. I think bringing Mara Jade into the new universe is a terrible idea because you're never going to recreate that story, right? And in terms of Mara Jade, as I said, it gets to the point where when I'm reading the point where she dies, I literally cried while I'm holding my book. Yeah, you're never going to recreate that. It's impossible. There's a difference with Thrawn, and one, he doesn't have as much to do as as Mara Jade. Sure. He's in three books, and then he holds a very special place in Thrawn's duology, but it's not actually Thrawn. It's a guy pretending to be Thrawn. But anyway, seeing the book... But he, he's not a Mara Jade. He's not... Mara Jade's in a hundred books. I mean, put it this way. Mara Jade, at one point, Mara Jade was the number one Star Wars character when she when they ranked the Star Wars characters. Well, is it the EU characters? Yes. But even she was even in, the, I think, the top she 10. Was the, she's the, the only EU character to ever break the top 25 in a Lucasfilm poll. Right. And she was 25th, and she's easily the number one favorite EU character EU that's character, ever existed. Yeah. In terms of Thrawn, in terms of specifically having Grand Animal Thrawn come back, there's two, there's two positives to it. One, Timothy Zahn is writing the novel, mm-hmm. which will uh, more than likely reset... His time in the Empire. And two, we don't discuss his time in the Empire very much in the original EU. Correct. So, in a way, this is exactly the same. It yes. doesn't change anything. You're just taking away a couple stories. Yeah. If, if, if he's on course, hold on. If he's, if, he's cor- if he's on course on the whole time, if he's right next to Palpatine, then it really changes yes. what the EU did to him, which is he's super smart, he's super uh, effective, but Palpatine is a xenophobe, and he removes him. Uh-huh. Of course, in canon, if everything that's presented as canon, Emperor Palpatine is actually not a xenophobe at all. Masamita is his right. major domo for the entire time. Um, well, we so, don't know after he's emperor, though. Oh, no. It, it's there. It's in, it's in canon now. Chuck Windig's new book, After oh, no, Wrath 2, is there. Masamita is still he a was part in of, the Lords of the Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he helps Emperor Palpatine run the Empire. Yes. He is the bureaucratic chief. For the entire run, do you? And I've always wondered this. Now that we brought it up, real quick, uh, do you think that he was just a pawn, another pawn of Palpatine's? He was the alien pawn. That- oh, they're all, they're all a part of that. What, what basically what it is is they, the EU writers made Palpatine a xenophobe in order to make him even more evil. Sure, they made him he a, he, yeah, he's a Nazi. Um, and then they were like, oh no, he he was a good guy because he tried to build the empire to stop the Yuuzhan Vong. <laughs> um. But having Zon do it is 
the only thing that made me not the only thing the biggest thing that made me go you know what I'm actually kind of excited to see him again and then through later through the day the <coughs> Rebel season three trailer premieres yes and he's revealed in the trailer so which is probably the ultimate bad guy of this season we would hope that would be great. Yeah. Um, and a great person to use because you have you know you don't have to go call or James Earl Jones every two days and go can you do Vader again right please um, if anyone was going to redo Thrawn or get a do over Timothy Zahn's the only person yeah. you really See, ask for and that's exactly when I saw that Zahn was doing the book I was like done I'm in I'm completely right. yeah. in that that to me was the qualifier that said you know what I'm 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 okay with this and knowing how Filoni now does with these characters it. certain these these EU characters that he's brought into the to the cartoon universe which is now canon, I have a feeling he sat down with Zahn and said, you know... Filoni's Rebel, Rebels run is much better than Clone Wars. Oh, sure. In terms of what he's kind of... He's well, he also done. has less, less Lucas involvement. Yeah. Because he even said during the Ahsoka panel that, you know... he. Oh, would, yeah, everything he did with Clone Wars, he, he did with, the, with He Lucas. sat down with Lucas. Less Saunders related, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... it's um, <laughs> The voice you're hearing now, the voice uh, in the in the ether, it's Richard Kiley. Um, having having Zahn do it was the biggest qualifier for me to say, you know what, I'm. I'm first was like, I'm okay with this, and then I was like, okay, I'm kind of excited to to revisit this character and see what he means to the time just before a new hope. Right. So we also knew that we were getting an Ahsoka book. That was, yeah, Soka book's been revealed. That was already re- been revealed, but it will be coming out within this next year. Uh, it's supposed to be out this fall. There were a little bit more details released about it. But then another surprise was that we were getting a Rogue One novel. So yes. that might take place... I no, guess. the Rogue One novel is the is the adaptation. Is it, is it the adaptation? It's the adaptation. And I didn't think it was the adaptation. No, it's I the adaptation, it was... and it's written by the same guy who did um, Twilight Company, did Battlefront. I thought it, I thought which it from all intents I, I have that book I'm dying to read it but a lot of people said they really like that book in terms of the type of book that it is which is it's a war book it's a it's a in the trenches rebels you know the 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 nuts and bolts of the military arm of the rebellion right um is the battlefront book and I can't remember the gentleman's name who did it all of a sudden but he mentioned to what's that No, it, it's it's in terms of the fact that uh, it sticks along the battlefront line. Yeah, it, it's getting that writer who already is in that that kind of mode of doing it. You know, it's basically like if if you want to do a nuts and bolts, um, uh, a, a nuts and bolts uh, uh, novel of any sort of the military thing. If you hire Karen Travis to do it, I'm okay with it because she did so well with with the the Republic Commandos, even the GI Joe run she did. Yeah, um, they got cut way short. Yeah. So yeah, having the, the, you'll get the Rogue One novelization. I, I think you get it before. I, the movie it, I, comes think, out? I think it's I think it's due out in November. Yeah, so it comes out before the movie, unlike Force Awakens, which was re, which was released what months after. Yes, which should have been. I mean that that thing was. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is it, it was Episode Seven is a much more closely guarded secret. Correct. Um, there wasn't any really any Episode Eight news. Which I'm kind of glad. I think there's there's something at the end because Ryan uh, uh, Ryan Johnson was uh, there's a great tweet of he took a picture of the stage from the from the wings yeah and it just says gulp 
So the, I think the, whatever the final panel was, the future filmmakers panel, because they brought out young Han Solo, Aiden Elrich. Yes. Uh, Which they said that starts filming January or February. Yeah. So he was on the future filmmakers panel was the future films that they're doing. So gotcha. Ryan Johnson was out there. I guess Mark Hamill said something about episode eight as well. Well, I know uh, Hamill was on that panel. Yeah, when he said something about like how powerful Luke is, but yeah. mean, he may have been being facetious. But no, so it, there was definitely it wasn't much talk because again, I think their focus is the two things that are coming up are Rebels and Rogue One, which I think and that they, keep everybody's attention on that. See, I, I think if if, if you're doing a celebration panel every or a celebration every year, and you're having a Star Wars movie come out every year, let. Rogue One have this moment. Next year, you're going to have. Well, that's the thing. Is episode eight, and if they're all coming if out you're, in December, if, you have six. If eight you're doing, them. if you're going to do episode eight now, what are you going to do next year? Right. Han Solo, episode nine. Yeah, but that's the again. If you do Han Solo next year, what are you going to do the next year? Right. You're in episode nine. Now you're at episode nine. Who knows what the hell you're going to do? Because I think you're going to focus everything on that episode nine, mm-hmm. and then. Really, I can't see them saying too much about what their plans are after Episode Nine. What are they going to do? What's the next anthology movie? What's the next this? What are we doing? Right now, we trilogy? don't know. We, we exactly, just know. and I think you won't know until after that movie's released. After two, after nine, yeah, I think we'll know after Han Solo in eighteen. I don't. I think. I think if you really if you really want to do it right, and you want to focus everything on Episode Nine, let that be your end. As soon as the movie comes out, has its due. Talk about what you're going to do next. And then what? Skip a year and then go back. I would say you'd skip a year, yeah. Because you're going to have you, look. You're going to have five films in five years. Star Wars has never done this before. No, there's a possibility, and we haven't seen it with Marvel. But then again, Marvel has different subjects all all the time, right? Which is the good thing with having the anthology movies in the middle. But it's not like we have Cap different, Cap different, Iron Man different, Iron Man different, Iron Man different. So you can get a point where you have a. Uh, 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 um, well, the only thing closest—the only it. thing closest to a trilogy in the Marvel universe so far—is the Cap story, to a degree. Iron I mean, Iron Man. Has Iron three Man. Movies. Iron Man wasn't. It was. It was three separate movies, but they weren't really a. What well, you'd call Cap's a not trilogy. a trilogy either. I mean, yeah. the first in Cap a doesn't. Sense. Cap doesn't. Cap one doesn't have much to do with Cap two, other than Bucky. What well, happens to Cap up, is the same. Up, it sets up Bucky, and it sets up him coming being in the future. I mean, you have you have to tell the well, origin yeah, that's there. A, that's a normal thing. You've also got Avengers in the middle of it, so it really doesn't. Right, there's different pieces. The, the, what I'm talking about is the idea of finally getting burned out. Yes, if you're giving us five Star Wars movies in five years and three at least three seasons of Rebels in the same amount of time, new comics, new books, new everything, it may be in their best interest to take 2020 off and then come back in 2021, which were up to me, I'd say do a Vader film. Do, do the most iconic character that you have. Right. And pop them in there and then figure out where to go from there. Do you think we'll see more of the standalone films between three and four? Or within the the Galactic Empire era? I think you have to. Yeah. I mean... Because, I mean, Rogue One... Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Obviously, so you far. can do stuff between six and seven. No, but... Because you, you, have a huge, you have a huge gap there that you could put stories in sort of like Rogue One. Which is basically what the EU won, EU was. It was like, what do we do in the middle of this? Right. How are we going to do this? I mean, you can do, if, if you're reading the books now, if you're reading Chuck Wingman's Aftermath, you're five years after Jedi, and Coruscant mm-hmm. still belongs to the Empire. If they decide not to tell that story in a book, that can be a movie. How right. does the New Republic take Coruscant? Do they even take Coruscant? Mm-hmm. What happens here? What happens there? I mean, you've got all these different choices. There's huge <laughs> gaps to fill. 
You can fill between three and four. You can fill between five and six even. You can fill between six and seven. You can fill pre-Clone Wars if you want to. You can do anything with the Jedi. There's, there's all this time that you've had that has these stories that are there prior, which so many of them don't count anymore. So you can do whatever you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the Old Republic counts. So the next trilogy... Except for, I think, Bane. Not even Bane. Bane. Bane's never mentioned in the films or the TV series. I thought I thought he was mentioned in the TV series. Nope. There's not. There's nothing. The, because the, of the origin of the Jedi and the origin of the Sith and everything that they get up to. Yeah, but I outside they of meant, outside thought, of Plagueis and Darth Sidious, nothing else is mentioned. I thought they mentioned Bane because of the Rule of Two. They never mentioned Bane. They never mentioned Bane by name. The Rule of Two is just the Rule of Two. Yeah, but I thought it was. It's not even mentioned as the Rule of Two. It's just the other. A Sith I, one, I, a master and apprentice there is, and that's it. There's I could have swore it was either in a book or in the cartoon or something that they mentioned nope. him by name. I've not seen the name at all. Um, so speaking of, of, of filling in different things, we saw the the Ahsoka Untold uh, journey or whatever they called it. Untold Tales. Untold Tales. Uh, which they went through of her origin all the way up to what she was doing during the war before she became Fulcrum. Well, during, for the end of the war, because remember the season six, basically, or season five, when she walks out. No, I'm talking about with, right, but they they talk about what she was doing after uh, Order sixty six, uh, all the way up to what she was doing. As, well, they talk before, a lot about they they had stuff ready. Yes, yes, that they wanted to shoot for her story to get to Order sixty six. So far as they even have. Uh, they have production recorded. Yeah, no, they had they had that all was being that was all in production when they canceled. It. Yeah. And then, yes, he, Dave Filoni says that they've got – that story is in their head. There's a Bible that exists because you'll see characters um, – he mentioned specifically with her and – I forget the guy's – the kid's name. but it was, it, Well, it also mentions because of, uh, because of Maul. But she right. runs into Maul again because she goes back to Mandalore. Yes. Um, there, there, was a, there was a whole – Her hour. last story was supposed to be the Siege of Mandalore in which she's given – the 501st. She was given Rex and the, and the that, majority. And as Filoni says, now we know why Rex wasn't in the film. Mm-hmm. Wasn't in episode three was because he was with Ahsoka. On Mandalore. On Mandalore when Order 66 happens. Because, yeah. Or just Anakin, Because Anakin was supposed to go, but Anakin and Obi-Wan were Anakin, called yeah. back from the mission because of the Chancellor being captured. Chancellor has been abducted. You have to come back. Right. And then we get into the now non-canon James Lucino novel or mm-hmm. the... Non-canon Gendy Kardashev TV series, or the the or, non-canon uh, epi- uh, the deleted scene. Yeah, all that stuff where they have to come back. Yeah. So, with Ahsoka, can you see this character? Because this was a character, and even Filoni mentioned during the panel that he told Ashley Eckstein when first started that the character is either going to be loved or hated. And that the way that they were presenting that character at the or very both. beginning, or both, <laughs> at the, the character at the very beginning was not going to be liked, but to bear with it, can you see that character getting a standalone film? The only reason I'd say no is I think casting that in live action would be the hardest thing they've ever done. Are you talking about because of the voice? or Because of everything. You, you because have, you have Har- a character. Harley Quinn has a, a very unique... Harley Quinn is different. This is this is something completely different. And, and you have started, somebody... Which is... A, which you have a the very same, similar way. Yes, but you also have a Harley Quinn that we're going to see on screen in a few weeks that looks nothing like Bruce Timm's original Harley Quinn. That's true. 
That's Ahsoka, why it's so Ahsoka's hard. Ahsoka's kind of hard. What are you yeah. going to do with Ahsoka? Ahsoka's easier in a sense that you can build the prosthetics for it. Right, but you but can't are you gonna change dubber, are you gonna, too yeah, much. Are you going to dubber lines? Yeah, see, that's that was my, my what's first the sto- question. What's, what's the story you're going to tell? She's been she's been animated the whole time. Right. Where, where are you going it, to... Like, I, I don't... The only reason I'd say no is because she's done so much in animation, and I don't think they'll do a standalone animated film to kind of... There's no point. You might as well just make sure. it a, a short series or a book or yeah. Do you do you think that this character and this is for everybody as disliked as that character was when it first start when she first was appeared in the Clone well Wars we're movie. we're also a little biased because we heard Travis just hate that character like crazy right. I mean, when he, it first she came out. he walked out of the theater because of the Sky Guy and R two and everything like that. But do you think that and he, and he's even come back to admit now once he saw her in Rebels. That he has completely had a change of opinion about it, which most people's you know thought and feelings towards this character. She is the most popular non-movie character of all time. More so than Marge. Way more so than Marge. More people have seen her. You're you're talking about Clone Wars in a point in which they were releasing. You know, I mean, because Ahsoka Lives has become a. I, I mean, even the, now, the most popular non-live action character in history, easily. I guarantee you, canon non captain Well, she did no. She's she's a non she's a non live action character. Right. She's an animated character that has never existed in a trilogy and an upcoming, you know, standalone movie. She's the most popular character you'll ever. But see. But you could never see her becoming a live action character. I didn't say never. I think it would be very difficult. Sure. I'm not going to say never. I mean, would there, you like to see her? No. Would you like to see more of Ahsoka though? Yes. I want to see those episodes produced. Would you uh, visually? You would like to see. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, we're getting more stories about her. No, I, I, I think they in should, a visual medium. I like thought they television. should. They should do that as a miniseries. When you're done with Rebels, do do a season of Ahsoka. What her, about doing a live joint. action Netflix series for? Her? No, I don't. I still don't think they're ever going to do a live action series. <laughs> just stick with with mm-hmm. an animated Sebastian. So I mean, expensive. you hate it. You didn't like Clone Wars, and you hated the Clone Wars I, movie. I enjoyed Clone Wars. I think I enjoyed but Clone the, Wars a little bit more than Chris. The yeah. movie yeah. itself. The the first movie was what like the first three episodes yeah, it's or the first something three episodes combined into one, yeah. and I will say that season one of Clone Wars isn't very good. Right, but the series gets better. I mean, she's an annoying character at the start, but there's a very clear path of development. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hate the character. I was just like, okay, whatever. And then, yeah, she's a little kid. What are you gonna do? Right, and I, I have force powers. Yeah, she that's was, the point of like how her character being so annoying. I think is because yeah. she's so young. Well, but the R two e the R two e and the Sky Guy and all that was kind of it was a little over the top. And you and even in the first season, you saw the, those two terms go away very quickly. I think they realized the audience changed very quickly. Yes. Yeah. That, those first three episodes, that movie is made for six-year-olds. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah, it's, it is. And, but by the end of the season, it, it's already... And her character, in, especially in that first season, suffers because she's not... She doesn't act like a little kid being trained in the Jedi Order. She's just acting like like an over-the-top, cartoony little kid. Right, and you're it's, also talking, it's Anakin, uh, you know, that's that's... That's mentoring her and, and training sure. her, and he's not the most disciplined character in the world. Sure, anyways. but it's also when you have like uh, Attack of the Clones, and you see the room full of like five-year-old little Jedi kids, and they're all very calm and demure, and uh, or when they're in Revenge of the Sith, yeah, or when they're in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith, <laughs> and, and even when they know something bad is happening, they're still they're still 
Jedi. They've been Jedi their entire right. lives. And then you have a character that completely breaks from canon because it wasn't canon yet. They're yes. like, oh, let's just do a story about a, you know, a bratty little kid. And then, of course, later on, the show has a huge tonal shift. Yeah. Once you get away from all well, of even, that. Well, even when you get to those lost episodes, when you have her arc at the very end when she leaves the Jedi Order. Yeah, but she, it's already many years have passed right. by the time yeah. you get there. That there's, a, there's, a, there's a significant time jump. Yeah, there, there's a lot of time between like season three. I think she's a good character. I mean, I, what's Hayden Christensen doing? I'm sure you could get him and a CGI Ahsoka for a live action. Well, they can use CGI. I mean, you can do a prosthetic to do it. Yeah. I mean, you got the Lequeux and everything. The, the thing with me is the voice. It is, yeah. That, well, yeah to me, to me, that yeah, you that's just, a, you just you just uh, Ant Man and uh, Robert Downey Jr. them like they did for uh, Civil War and for the Ant Man movie. You can do really good CGI looking characters now. If you that's true. Them. Yeah, but still, it, to me, it's it's the voice. Yeah, and the, with the, the voice CG, is, with well, the you can dub her. I mean, they dubbed uh, they dubbed Gina Carano in that terrible film. So. That's true. But with well, the CGI terrible. version of Ahsoka fighting alongside live-action characters, which they're not afraid to do already. They did four oh, movies. We had oh, yeah. Jar Jar with, you know. Yeah, and if you do that, you can cast the voice actress for the character, and you don't have, to, you don't have to stress out so much. So, I don't, I don't, that, that's the thing is, live-action, yeah, like, be the better idea to do. person in prosthetics... Hard, well, Alan Tunic hard, is hard. doing a, is doing a voice of a CGI. Droid. Yeah, but it, yeah. the droid isn't the main character. That's true. Right. If you're gonna make Ahsoka the main character, if it's that a CGI Ahsoka has got to be a movie. It's a you, that's yeah. the main character. I mean, it is Disney, and Disney does have some of the greatest technology out there. For yeah, CGI because after they fired John Lasseter, they came back a couple years later and said, "You want seven point six billion dollars? Here you go, and run the entire yeah, <laughs> and run all of Disney. Oh, look, we make a lot more money now." Look, just, He's kind of smart. Um, I don't see a problem with CGI character, and you can no. do, you can do something like Hayden Christensen, Tail End of the Clone Wars. Yeah, there's a rumor. Do you have and, tomatoes and, sitting on top of an iPad. Uh, an iPad. Yes, that's awesome. That's good to know. That's how they ripen fast. Is that yeah. what it is? No. <laughs> the radiation. <laughs> the radiation from the iPad um, makes it ripen. They were Tobacco. green six hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> they were completely green. They they were actually seeds. Um, no, there is a rumor that Hayden Christensen is in Rogue One as Darth Vader. What well, yeah, they, they always the talk he's going to be in yeah. space. The yeah, suit actor and possibly... No, well, no, be. even for the even when they did Darth Vader, it wasn't him in the suit. They still got someone more physically imposing for revenge. He was in the suit once. He was in the suit when they you when first they, see when him. They put him on the table, but once helmet yeah. goes on, it's... Big, I don't body think level. so. I don't. I, I think. I, I thought it was. I thought it was Hayden all the whole way through. For episode so. three, it was him because it, well, no, I, Darth Vader he was wearing a significantly suit. skinnier than the Darth Vader you see in the original. Trilogy. Yeah, when you when you look at when you look that at doesn't that mean suit, it's Hayden Christensen. They could have gotten somebody else to do but it. But I could have swore it was him the entire time in the suit. I know he wore it at least once because there's the back I, the behind the scenes shots of him putting it on. Yes, but he, it may not be him when he comes off the table. When I've the, always the looked at the one off the thing. table that he looks like a CGI character. Hmm. The the whole Frankenstein. Yeah, up, yeah. Well, I mean, like I know they've talked also about wanting him to come and be the suit actor for Darth Vader. Because well, he's no, 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 no. It wasn't that he said. That if he was asked to come back, he would jump at the opportunity. Yeah, because he needs a paycheck. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't work since. He's like he's probably. He's, well, he's done. He's done a couple. No, I'm pretty sure he's movies, painting fences in like West Asbury or something. He did uh, West Asbury. Yeah, <laughs> is that in Georgia? They got weird names over in England. <laughs> but he's Canadian or Australian or something. I think he's Canadian. 
Yeah. Oh, is is he? all Rachel Bilson's money? Talk about somebody else who hasn't worked in a long time. Right. She's um, doing Heart of Dixie. Uh, Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie? Yeah. Heart of Dixie. I'm going to say three episodes. <laughs> Spencer Wilding is the suit actor for Darth Vader in Rogue One. Is In Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. So that answers that question. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Was he the one that was Chewbacca, too? Uh, no, no, he was, no. It, it was, it was, it was, I thought it was the next one. They, they because he's Scandinavian, the guy yeah, who was Chewbacca they, in episode seven. They mm-hmm. needed a really, really tall actor for that. Which he's the same size as, uh, as P- yeah. uh, Peter Mayer. Peter Mayer, who I think wore the suit once when he was sitting or something like that, I, or something like that. I think there were like two All the scenes, scenes where he's sitting. Yeah, I think, I think when he's in the cockpit, it's And I think he said he did maybe one or two scenes of him walking, but he And I, I think, it, I think that first scene where Chewie were home is Peter Mayer. Yeah. Because that I think that was one of the big things they said. It was just when they those yeah. two walked through the door, it was so awe inspiring. But the guy who shoots his best friend's son, yes, that was, <laughs> no, you don't do that. <laughs> Which you know the funny thing is, I was it's watching. Not good. I'm, no, I'm sitting here the uh, Friday night and I'm putting together Arabella's costume for Comic Con, and I'm Arabella's like, can we watch? Can we watch Star Wars? Can we watch Star Wars? Uh, so I put it on, and I'm watching the scene, and I'm like, here it comes, here it comes. You know when they come back to the to the uh, resistant planet, and you know uh, Han's already dead, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it. They Chewie and Leia literally walk inches yeah. past each other. I told you, without even a, a, a mm-hmm. gaze. When I first said that, everyone said, "No, no, no, they weren't close to each other. They weren't close." Oh, like, they are so shot close. Is they walk right past each other. They are the so shot of Leia. As she's staring at Ray, he's Chewbacca right, right walk right yeah, in front of her. Well, Chewbacca is right behind her. Also, mm-hmm. when she's standing there talking to Ray, when they yep. do the cut back and forth, yep. he's right behind her. I told you, I, but I know, but I, I was, I, I knew it was that you scene know. bugs the living hell out of me, and it always does because the the well, proximate physical space is amazingly close. Oh well, it was a private moment, and they didn't want to share it in front of everybody, so they waited for the hug until after you know. They went and had but she'll go coffee. and hug the chick she's known for yes. five hours. Yes. Wrong. Even, she doesn't even know her for five hours. That's the first. That's the first time they meet on screen. That's right, because she right. was in the. It was in the. Yeah, there you go. She and knows then, of her. Just mm-hmm. to clear it up, so for Revenge of the Sith, uh, Hayden Christensen was Darth Vader, but in stilts and in a padded suit. Right. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, so for thirty seconds, he was in the suit, but he was given lifts, and the suit was bulked yeah, up when, to give him the well, yeah. David Prowse well, yeah. body. Well, saying no, he was trying to keep his balance. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, no. when, when you when you look at it, you can tell. Like if you look at the midsection with the belt and the way that you know the yeah. the uh, pleated fabric is, or the pleated uh, suit is. You can tell. Yeah, it's not it's a lot of us so that don't watch much. that scene very often. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you can sure. tell it's so much skinnier. <laughs> but yeah, so it's not him anymore. Or it was only him for thirty. Literally, like whatever. Yeah, right. yeah it's when they no, lifted no him off the table. He stood they, up, yeah. took those couple steps. If that they, was all if him. they do a Vader mm-hmm. movie, it'd be interesting. I, I think you would choose a much more like physically performing actor. Well, and they did. Well, right. there's for no yeah. there's no reason to bring Christensen back unless you are taking off the mask. Yeah. Be somewhere sure, sure. before. No, you take, you take off the mask and you just you CGI uh, the the old actor for Return of the Jedi right. into it. And everybody goes, it's well, now job. it's all screwed up, man. You, you morphed the two of them. The Hellfire Club? No, no. You just you, look. You can again with Disney with, with that Disney was the aging technology. You can do Fox is going to do that as a show. They they decided not to. Which yeah, not. what are you going to do? Is Sebastian Shaw just find yeah. just find good photos of him from earlier movies See. and put him in the suit? Oh, yeah. In fact, new special edition. All of the episode two and episode three scenes will be Sebastian saw CGI on top of Hayden Christensen's face. Speaking of a Sebastian, you know, I now was... that you put that out in the universe, it's going to happen. Good. Speaking of Sebastian mentioning a Sebastian, 
Um, Whoa. Is there a third one? Yes, because I was thinking that... I think Sebastian Shaw's dead, so... If you did... No, no, no. <laughs> if you did a... Between five... Or episode six and episode seven, Luke Skywalker movie, you get Sebastian Stan to come you could, in. You could. I saw that photo on the internet. That People photo is around. so... They changed his face just enough. And he would be old enough to be Luke... He would be old enough to be Luke after Jedi. <laughs> could you imagine how much Rich would see that movie? <laughs> If Sebastian Stan then was the Luke actor, Skywalker, Sebastian Stan the actor is in a Star Wars film. The only problem with that it is it would break the record of of Guardians. Wait, wait, wait. There's only one problem though. His metal hand would be on the right hand instead of the left hand this time. Yeah, but you'd go every single time. I would. And, you'd mention and he that. would point that you'd, out. Yeah, every he'd, time. he'd go to the guy next to him. And go, hey, hey, buddy, hey, check it out. So like, when he's Winter Soldier, it's like the right, right? And so it's then, left. Well, then he's here, and it's like the left, dude. Right. Oh my god. So crazy. You got him backwards. Doesn't matter. I'm just pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd point it out to every. You would go up and down every aisle and point out, like, look how clever I am. I thought of this three years ago. And here we go. So my friend Doug is doing the Marvel movie marathon. Yes. He's going through every movie over a course of like a couple weeks to catch up. You figure he'll catch up right about. Is this when... Doug from Podpath? Yeah. Pod... Pod... So he. Pod... Uh... Pod... <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so he got to Guardians. And he really liked it. And I told the whole story. Of, you know, <laughs> I was like, I, I saw it a week late. To me, it's not the greatest film in the world. It hinges on the idea that the galaxy somehow doesn't know what music is. And the end is, you know, a dude doing a jig, stopping a homicidal demigod who has no qualms about destroying a planet. My friend spent almost $100 seeing that movie like nine times in the theater. And all he puts out is like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. He's like, I liked it. I didn't like it that much. Millions of inhabited worlds, and yeah. not one of them outside. Well, they of Earth know has what dancing is. They just no, didn't they care. don't. The earlier scene with Gamora is like, hey, check it out. She says, Music. I, she goes, mm. she says that what is she is sad? not a dancer. She's an assassin. She's an idiot. And How's he, that? And he said that that's when he makes the comment about Kevin. And Bacon this still counts because Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy was held by someone. It's the Star Wars of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it's better than any Star Wars film that's ever existed because this one has a raccoon and a tree. And next time it has a mantis. So, anyways, back to Star Wars. Um, that doesn't have a raccoon. It doesn't the, have a tree. Didn't have a rabbit though. The Rogue One vignette. The Rogue One vignette. Okay, so. Everyone assumed there was going to be a new trailer uh-huh. because everyone lost their stupid minds because they're like, "Well, we had two trailers." It's celebration. We well, we had we had a, we had the second trailer at Celebration last year for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you didn't. You got the first trailer at, at Celebration, and you didn't get the second trailer until no, much much the, later. We got the second trailer, at, uh, but you got the little piece before. But you got yes, you got the, the teaser because you had so, the, the thing where Finn yeah, jumps and up we and, basically got a teaser what last year at Celebration for Rogue One where they showed like half a second or whatever. Yes. Yeah, it was the X wings flying over. The forest planet, and you see and the yeah. very the last thing you see is the Death Star coming yeah. up in the horizon. In, the orbit, in, in orbit. So we in got the a orbit. behind the scenes in the orbit. I said, I said in the Norbit first. In the like, Norbit. Oh my god, no! Which Murphy. Norbit, did they, Norbit, did Norbit, they do Norbit. one of those for for Episode Seven? They do sort of the same. They did the same thing for Episode Seven at one point because that was the first time you saw the red helmeted character from um, Maz's castle that takes uh, him and the big wolf creature take uh, Finn, or we're going to take Finn on as, on their, as their crew. So they did a vignette for Episode Seven of sort of like these different pieces and stuff. Because it was the of, first time yes. we saw Leia in the, in the costume. But it wasn't until after the... It was much later, yes. It was, it was after the, the second trailer. Yeah, my, but it was my still My only there. question is, though, 
Why was there no character breathing very heavily in every scene that's in this? Because there's no black people oh. <laughs> except Forrest Whitaker, and you didn't see him. Oh. Um, you see Forrest Whitaker in it, but he doesn't say anything in it. I don't think you see him in the vignette, do you? No, you see him in the trailer. No, that's trailer. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the, in the vignette. Um, so, yeah, a, a, a behind-the-scenes vignette showing... Uh, a little bit more of the war. A little bit more of the characters. A little bit more of... Uh, a lot of what looks like costumes for side characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's this great, you know, montage of shots of different things, which is what they did in the episode seven vignette. That's the first time you saw it. It's like Sido, Sido, Athano, or something like that. Um, they talked to what the, the director of photography, who says something, uh, some this beautiful line in which he says, "Shooting practically, shooting outside, allowed us to compose shots we would have never thought of on a green screen." Yes. Um, but my favorite thing is, and I'm going to paraphrase Gareth Edwards. Uh, Gareth Edwards has said episode four is his favorite movie of all time. Yes. It, it means more to him than anything that's ever meant anything. It's still his favorite Star Wars it, film. And you, when you see him talk, so, he is yeah. just so passionate. So he says, one of the, you know, he was nervous shooting a film that basically touches his favorite film of all time because right. it ends just before episode four. And he says, but if you're so referential of it, you don't try anything new, you don't risk anything, what's the point? Right. And I loved that because mm-hmm. his vision from the start was this is not going to be a Star Wars film like you've ever seen before. And it's funny to keep hearing him say, and this is, this is on set, so this was said months ago. Right. And This is even almost before the, all of that, yeah, that reshoot well, shit. That's the thing. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Let me get to my point. Okay. He said this months ago while he's on the set. We get to Celebration, and they do mention at least half a dozen times in that panel. Kathleen Kennedy says it. Gareth Edwards says it. Um, who, is the the actresses, actresses. who is the actress's name that was hosting it? Oh, uh, Gwyneth... Uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, she was hosting the panel. She says it three or four times. Yes. It's odd to hear that when the explosion of rumors in the first week of May or so was executives saw the film and said it's not Star Wars enough. Because, you, I mean, we obviously on uh, got into a big Facebook Not at all. I don't know war. what you're talking about. But you even said you had even said that if that if those rumors were true, your interest in this film had the interest been... in the if they Star Warsify the film in terms of they look at a film that's hard because this is to go through the timeline. The beginning of that week uh-huh. of the week that these rumors came out, the first thing that people said is Vader's in the movie and his scenes are brutal. Right in terms of he is not a good person, and he just brutalizes people. You know. Akin to murdering children, I guess. But, but, the, but the children's. But Chris. the children's script. But they, yeah, Darth but saying, Vader is their favorite character. He's right. a hero. But in terms of, the, but in, in a good way. But the, the, the reports in the beginning Not is anymore. this is the Darth Vader that we want. This he's is the Darth the, Vader. He's that we've the heard evil about. Dark Lord. He's the guy who just just lays waste to the this rebellion the wherever purge. he sees. Yes. Four days later, three days later, is Disney executives saw the film and they said it's not Star Wars enough and we need to change it. Scheduled reshoots were already made. That the idea that they were reshooting sixty percent of the film was complete bullshit. Right, and I've always admitted that. But if they cut it, if they tone it, if they do whatever to say, we don't want a war film. That's a Star Wars film. We want a Star Wars film that has eh, in it. Right. The energy that they showed in that this panel of saying this is not a Star Wars film as you've ever seen it. It's not a Jedi film. Well, that vignette. It's not, it's not a Jedi film. It's not a lightsaber film. It's not a father-son film, although part of it is, I guess, now. Father-daughter. Or father-daughter. Um, it's, it's just, the vignette is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> there's three things that came out of it, though, that drove me crazy. First off, if you go to the official YouTube page, the first, like, 8,000 comics is, where's the second trailer? Trailer yeah. now, please. Trailer. 
Lucasfilm, you guys are a bunch of cocksuckers because you didn't show us another trailer. Where's the trailer? Where's another trailer? I don't want this crap. Where's the trailer? The second thing was having people go, is there this much slow-mo in the movie? Why is there so much slow-mo right. in the movie? I'm like, it's not a shot from the film. I mean, the, the, the slow-mo shot where you see like the explosion and people flying through the air, and then you see, you the, see camera the camera go in front of the camera that's shooting behind the scenes. Yeah. So it's definitely done as a style. The music is beautiful. Um, is and then camera? the third thing was people just like dissecting it piece that's by piece. Is that camera going to be in the And movie? the fourth thing is what we said is, is um, I think what they're, what I, uh, to your point of going back and redoing some of the other films, I think they have to go back and reshoot scenes for episode four and five and make sure that Warwick Davis is in them because I think then he would be in every single Star Wars film he that's would. ever existed because he is in this film. You know, he has whatever minor like role. Little frog lizard, uh, machine gun guy. We, that's what we think. See, but we, were, we were thinking. I that don't too. think it is because I don't think the costume's the same. It sure sounds like him, though. I mean, that's he's the, type the of character suit actor play. for Darth Vader. Oh my god! <laughs> they're going a totally different way. Darth they're going to do mini so Vader. When, when it's going to be straight up Stewie Vader from Family Guy. When Darth Vader got his legs cut off by Obi Wan, they're going to go with that Vader. It's, it's before they attached new legs onto him. So. Yeah, the, the shot of Warwick Davis without whatever mask he's wearing on, he's wearing a costume. And I didn't think it was the same costume as the machine gunner that they show later that Gareth uh, Edwards is directing. But it could very, I wasn't it, sure it either. He could be playing all possible. the parts. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it, costs, it could one, be that, too. It, it doesn't mean if he has more than one scene as that character, then obviously he could be in a different costume. Right. So I'm not saying it isn't. I just thought... From those two shots, it is, but who cares? I mean, yeah. it's not really the biggest thing in the world. We don't have to figure out who Warwick Davis is. Yeah, in episode one, um, he, he played a character where you could see him in one of the uh, in, in the um, pod racing pits. Yeah. And then he also played young Greedo, which got cut because uh, that was young Greedo was, gets beat up by. Was it Greedo or it was, was it? Greedo. it? I thought it was Greedo's father. No, it was Greedo. They, they, I mean, they yeah, said it was I Greedo. Guess. I guess that would be that point. So Greedo is just as old as Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the uh, the panel itself. I mean, uh, it was great to see so much energy for a film that's not a trilogy film, right? That has very much the same energy as we saw in the. Nothing will ever compare to an episode seven panel because you waited so long. You know, you mm-hmm. waited ten years for it, and yeah, it had episode a bad seven means something for you, and and you know, you got the Han and Chewie, and you get back to those regular characters. So nothing's ever going to compare to that. But this is on that same scale to me. People are super excited. Well, because it's also it's and they did something it's fun. A non-trilogy film that is part of the trilogies. If if it's a Star Wars film, and this is we talked about this all the way back when they first did it. Of course, they have to do a story that's attached to something that already exists. Yes. When the rumors started coming out that Vader was in it, I was disappointed because I'm like, at some point, you've got to do a film without any connection to these characters that you've already seen. They've mentioned in terms of Episode Seven and beyond of making sure that Ray and Kylo, and Finn are strong characters is because we can't do films with Luke, Leia, and Han for right. the rest of the... You know, we need new characters. We need new heroes. Jan or... Uh, uh, um, Orsa. Orsa. Was it Orsa? <laughs> Orsa. I Everyone keeps Orsa? saying, it's Jan or is this Ors. Jan Ors? I really No, what is it? Jan is it Ors? It's Jan... Ursa. 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 J-Y-N. E-R-S-A. Everyone was really excited for her to potentially be Jan Ors. Um... But to have this type of character be I really think. excited. We saw people really excited for Donnie Yang and the other gentleman's name, who I can't remember, for those two characters. Because mm-hmm. Donnie Yang has a following already as a martial artist. Um, 
And then so Alan there's Tudyk really cool things. Alan Tudyk because he he's 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 too ugly for film now, obviously, because <laughs> he just does voiceovers all the time. Um, and then uh, Ben Mendelsohn comes out as director Canick. Yes, Carrick Canick. Carrick Carrick in yeah. costume with that gorgeous cape and the death that squad. cape. Yeah, and and the the, the shadow troopers with the new helmets. Well, they're the not the helmets. shadow troopers. They're they're the death troopers. Are they death troopers? Yeah, they're they're I, I have to tell Eddie he was right. I, I thought they were. Shadow yeah, troopers. no, they're they're death troopers. They're supposed to be shadow troopers in it as well. The stormtroopers. Yeah, know, stormtroopers storm uniform. Black, with black. I thought they were just kind of replacing. the But these were the black. death troopers. Yeah. The new helmets are cool. Yeah, because they had like the longer nose. Yeah, no, I knew the helmets were it's, different. It's almost, it, it it's be... almost a Republic Commando helmet. Because in a way, the, the Shadow Troopers are never like a canonical thing either because they've never shown them in the black. It was Correct. in uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, I think it's the first time you see them. First yes. time they use them in terms of the... And I don't even think they call them Shadow Troopers. They're just like, they no, wear black. Weren't they used to be called Black Hole Troopers? I think was so, yeah. No, no, but we... Oh, well, that's... Well, we'll get to that in just a second. Anyway. We're going to talk about the Black Hole Troopers? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but no, and... and I'll point out something just because it was something that came up, I think, when the trailer came out or just a couple weeks after where people said, oh, look, new designs for Stormtroopers. They just do that because of toys. And I look at them and go, cool. Yeah. I want a different toy. I don't want the same Stormtrooper over and over again. Apparently I there's love, another added. Added. Duh. Yeah. And, and it said having new designs when they're cool right. makes total sense to me. My brother has... Almost 150 clone troopers, mm-hmm. three and three quarter. Because every time there was a new design, he would buy a bunch of them. It would piss me off because he had more than me. Um, I only have like 50. But he would, because he said, even just the little pieces. And of course, they made the clone troopers different than stormtroopers because when you got 30 years later, you realized we can take a clone trooper and we can put a green stripe, a oh, yellow yeah. stripe, and a red stripe, and we just sold four figures instead of one. There's a reason the snow trooper because el- honestly evolution. the way that the way that the stormtrooper is described perfectly fine on Hoth and yet you have a completely different person a different type of trooper Ooh. on Hoth. Why? Yeah, because you get something cool the, and new. Leather, yeah, leather it's got the mini skirt, mask. it's got the face mask and the stuff like that. Look and at the stormtrooper in episode 7. It was used in, in totally different, you know, it was gunners, it was it Well, was, that's a, in episode 7, you have three different it was troopers. Sanitation. Well, you have yeah. three different troopers. You have the regular the trooper, pilots. you have the flame trooper and you have the the snow um, trooper. The, the snow trooper and the the new pilots too. Yeah. So I mean yeah, the pilots, pilots were always different than the troopers before. But you also had Three different regular stormtroopers. But you never saw their suits, though. You did. You you have the one that has the the bandoliers, that ha, you know that has the, the oh the heavy weapons the trooper. heavy weapons yeah. trooper. Heavy weapons but that's really. But the then you also had the, the you had yeah. the riot trooper and you had yeah the regular because well, that's the mean. You can do a lot of different things between accessories and yeah. then redesigning mm-hmm. small pieces of it, helmets and stuff like that. My favorite design of all time is the fre- the freaking Adat driver, right? Because I just love that helmet. I love the color scheme on it. I've always loved the Adat driver. The biker scout. The first time you see the biker scout, like that's cool. The biker scout. That's just all, so cool. It became everybody's favorite one. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of people looking at it and go, oh, look, new new stormtrooper helmets and white and black. There's more toys. I'm like, cool. I, I want all those toys. Every movie has had every everything in terms of it. it, it Lucas knew by Empire that mm-hmm. getting new characters means getting new toys. But not only new toys, like you have new possibilities, you have new stuff. When you have a universe that has DK publishing handbooks. It's cool to have, this is what a regular trooper is. What's the difference between a stormtrooper and a death trooper? Why is there a black death trooper costume? Why is there a white death trooper but costume? But regular military has different... Yeah, there's all that type of stuff. I mean, you, you, know, have, you have four different uniforms in a fire team. Yes. For, for all intents and purposes. I mean, it's the same camo uniform, but everybody carries different stuff. But you're also your Marines, your, your Navy, yeah. your, your Air Force. They so all it's, look different. It, it's, I, I hate that sort of thing when people are like, oh, Star Wars is doing it for it. If it works, if it's a good design, yes. If every shot 
of a stormtrooper is a brand new stormtrooper, then you're a little overboard. Right. If these are the only stormtroopers you see in this whole film, great. Yes. Fantastic. You just had a film that was released in December, which we said, there's four different stormtroopers that already have figures. Uh-huh. Regular, Riot, Flame, and Snow. And I have them all. And I have the Flame the Trooper or the Snow Trooper with the pauldron. I'm like, I'm, I'm a sucker for all of these cool designs. Right. I did not like that Force Awakens design when I first saw it, but it grew on me. Uh, the duck, the duck helmet. Yeah, all of them. It was like, yeah. especially well, once you get to the the snow trooper, it's just that little slit, yeah. and basically they have to tell you on the back, it's like, no, there's a readout display inside. No, no, I didn't, I didn't like the design either. It's grown on me quite a bit. I love the designs for the for the stuff that we've seen in this. Okay, I love the designs. Um, for no ad at the vignette though. But you do see you see the uh, but there you is see a, the, the the result of it though. There's another type of ad ad that's supposed to be in the movie as well. Interesting. It's it's a well the ad ad in Rebels is also a slight redesign. Yes, because the head looks totally different. But there's totally but different. there's it it's, it's well the it's, AT-AT in the new movie it's also got a different uh, got a different uh, cockpit too. Yeah. this one's got like a red visored area. Right. Yeah. It's it's the all terrain supply transport. Sure. Interesting. Sure. Which is ATST. <laughs> uh oh. I know it's a supply, it, it, but they they call well, it. Well, Skywalker shouldn't be a transport though; it only holds two people. I know. Right? Like it's it's really not it's, it's it's incorrectly named. Yes, dear Lucas, you have incorrectly named the ATSD. Okay, so Rebels season three, we kind of hinted on it with Theron, but there was a lot. So the Rebels season three trailer, which the trailer itself is better than anything I ever saw in Clone Wars, jumps. We we jump in time. It looks like it jumps a couple of years at least. Uh, uh, Ezra definitely looks older. Ezra looks older. He's Sabine got the, looks he's older. He's got the Star Killer haircut. Yes. So, well, Sabine looks different in every season anyway. Yes, but she but she definitely her facial structure is older. I love her so much. And Kanan has a beard. Uh, doesn't take that long to grow. No, it doesn't bro. take that long. But but we I see, shaved most of this off. Like, yeah, two I know. months ago. But but we see that there is it appears to be a time jump because yes. Ezra definitely looks. Which is older. something that we discussed because I said if they don't time jump, they're not getting to episode four. Right, they won't even come close. Yes, if it's the last season. Well, that's what there's a lot of speculation that this is the last season because they want to get Terrible. it. They want to get it close to. There's just no reason for it to be the last season. I know that you can you do still so. got years that you can do because the thing is if you if you make it fluid because this is kind of. The, the the timeline that they've had fluid for so many years because you were like, all right, episode four to episode five is only a year, mm-hmm. and then a little bit later, a lot of authors were like, no, we're gonna say it's two years because right. there's a lot we want to cover in here, episode five to episode six. That's only a couple of months because we can't have Han, you know, it's got to be only a couple. Of, it's it's almost direct. They go straight to Tatooine, and uh-huh. then we get Shadows of the Empire, in which it takes place over like six months. And the idea that Boba Fett can't even get to Tatooine because all the other bounty hunters are lying in wait for him. Which makes perfect sense. Which is, it's, a, it's a way to make sense of going, all right, we want to put some extra time in here because once you lock down a, a, a term of time uh-huh. between these types of things, you restrict the number of stories you can tell where people will believe all that happens. Well, we've talked about before that it, uh, the timeline now appears to be the time distance between each of the films coming out in the theaters. A certain degree. Yeah. To, a, to a certain degree. Um, Which would be weird because that means so episode one takes place fifteen <laughs> years after episode seven. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. The Clone Wars was sort of the same thing between episode two and episode three when they first talked about it. It was like a year, a year and a half. Yes. And then once they started developing the Clone Wars, they said, "No, that war is like four or five years long." Yeah. You know, it got to two to three. No, it's four to five. No, well, it's uh, it's a significant amount of time that the but, galaxy but has to the, change. For the Clone Wars, you definitely have to have that time, a, a significant amount of time, because you have to get to the point where the Republic is so desperate for leadership 
that they keep the chancellor in place and start giving him all the executive yeah, it's orders. all the different pieces that you put in there. It, it's the same thing as it. The, when you get it really big, then people started saying, so you're saying the Clone Wars were longer than the Galactic Civil War. Well, the Civil War doesn't end with Return of the Jedi. Right. As we've seen in the Aftermath book, it takes a huge shift. Yes. But it doesn't completely end when Palpatine dies because the, the Empire still remains, but it's fractured and it's all these different well, it's, pieces. It's kind of like what happened in Iraq after... It happens with a, a lot of different yes. things. I mean, it, it happens here. It didn't happen after the Civil War where the fighting didn't continue, but... The, the way that, era. yeah, the Reconstruction era was mm-hmm. all of this different. There's tons of things going on that that are changing. Um, so we are bombarded a lot in, with this Rebels trailer. There's so we much in that trailer. We see we see uh, tie interceptors. We see well, there's a lot. Okay, the good so the, the story elements that are in there are great. We're seeing Ezra change. Yes, uh, possibly being influenced by the, the dark side. We see Darth Maul come back, uh-huh. who has some influence over Ezra. He's become Ezra's friend to a certain degree. Right. Kanan's different. He's got a cool helmet to block his eyes that he. Which, if you notice, it, it has the the um, it's it has the same like horn symbols that. Uh, Rex had on his helmet and yeah. uh, one of Rex's the design helmet. of uh, of Boba Fett's helmet. Um, we see they've changed Wedger Antilles' origin. Yes, uh, he's now an Imperial pilot, which I can I, I don't mind that. The problem with it, the problem that I had with it is that's what separated a lot of the other pilots out from him because he was never an Imperial pilot. That I give you. In, yes. in the EU, it's uh, his the his family runs a um, uh, refueling station in orbit around Corellia. And they die in a fire that's actually started by the Empire. And Wedge ends up finding the Rebellion on his own. It's Biggs and Tycho and Jansen. They're the ones that jump the Rand Epileptic right. after going through the Academy and saying, you know what? I don't really want to do this anymore. Do you think so we'll see went, Biggs as well? Maybe. I mean, if, if you're going to make the entire group the, the jump at the same time and switch sides for all intents and purposes, like if you're going to show... The bulk of the Death Star group that we see yes. in the EU, they all jump together. Porkins right. Porkins was an Imperial pilot somehow. Right. Failed the fitness regimen, apparently. Um, he fit in. Somehow he fit Tycho, into the TIE uh, Tycho, Jansen, and Biggs all jump at the same time. A lot of butter in those heats. Um, that's why he joins the Rebellion. He's like, I don't, don't want to eat this Imperial <laughs> crap anymore. Um, uh, so we, we see, see Wedge. Exactly. We see... We see the... the uh, we see that how the rebellion gets the the Y wing, either gets the Y wing or gets more Y wings. Because this is the, this is the dork in me. This is the geek in me. I've watched this show, and there's so much of it that goes against the established yes. timeline of the idea that the A wing and the Tie interceptor are developed between Empire. And oh no, and the B-wing. Jedi and the B wing. And we see that the rebellion is using the A wing immediately. Yes, or at and, least some part of the rebellion. Yeah. So the A-Wing exists before the Death Star. And we did see a prototype of the B-Wing. We see a prototype of the B-Wing being built. And in the trailer, we see Y-Wings, which they told you for years, the Y-Wing is the first thing that they have. They have the Y-Wing, and that's it. And then they get the X-Wing, and that's how they start to balance the scales, because the X-Wing is a true uh, opponent for the TIE Fighter. fighter. Um, We see TIE Interceptors. Yes. Which, again, I look at it and I go, well, now my brain can't accept when I watch Episode Four going... Where's the How does the Death Star not have the TIE Interceptor? Like, who who's writing out that requisition and going, okay, okay, okay. So we've got this big, huge, giant, moon-sized, uh-huh. planet-killing space station. Grand Moff Tarkin, who wrote the rules of the New Order. Yes. He's there. Uh, Vader's on it a lot. The big dude with the black helmet that kills everybody. 
right now, there's every moth that you could think of and admirals. They're in this little meeting. Hey, you know that ship that's actually better than the regular TIE fighter? Yeah, don't send that there. We, we have the TIE prototype there. Yeah, with, it's, with it's insane. And it's weird, especially when you read, um, uh, you read Claudia Gray's Lost Stars and you read Chuck Wendig's uh, <laughs> Aftermath. And they talk about the fact that what hurts the rebellion, it hurts the Empire as much as anything else when the Death Star is destroyed, is that the best people were on it. Right. So one of the things, it's not just destroying the Death Star, it was killing Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Because Tarkin was... It's taking out the command It's basically structure. the Emperor, Masamita, and then Tarkin in terms of bureaucracy as to how the Empire was being run. Yes. Tarkin dying, all of a sudden, in the way that they've kind of rewritten the story, Tarkin dying has a huge effect in the Aftermath novels and in Lost Stars, which takes place through Return of the Jedi as well. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they talk about is that Admiral Piet dies. Everybody who's on a big Star Destroyer, Darth Vader's group, the Avenger, the Revenger, all that stuff, the Executor, all of them die. Right. None of them escape. And there's all these officers, the best and the brightest were on the second Death Star. That's part of the reason the Empire falls apart is because so many of their best people were killed Mm -hmm. in just two uh, battles, and that's the end of it. And we've seen that that in in real life. We've seen that in wars where you take out a big general and a big, uh, you know, admiral or whatever in a single battle – and you see the tide turn because all of a sudden everything starts to fracture from there. All the emperor's closest emissaries were there as well. Yeah, almost everybody was was in in one of those two Death Stars, and right. that's why the emp- the empire starts to change. Um, okay, but so yeah, the, the geek part of me is just like Argh. it's like a little break in your brain, and you go, "Wait, no, this isn't right." So we now have a new YT model in the clone or in the uh, Rebels. Not a new one. We've seen it's it. It's not a new one, and you do see a glimpse of it in the special editions, which makes it canon, at least the model. Yeah, the, well, that's we've had this argument before. I'm like, the model's there because it's never count, called and, the Outrider, right? And there's where it is. It is the Outrider model from Shadows of the Empire, which YT-24. was yeah. YT twenty four hundred. Yes, which is Dash Randar's ship. From is the way it, from the way it's cut, it looks like Sabine's flying it. Does it in the trailer? But there's someone in the cockpit just before. Because yeah. there, there's two. There's you see you see the outrider in there twice. Because I, I didn't see it the second. I, I didn't see it the second time until we just watched it before we went on the air, and I noticed that the outrider was attached to another ship in one of the later scenes. Or I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't say the outrider, the YT twenty four hundred, because we don't know if it's the outrider yet or not. Uh, is going back to fight. going back to EU characters that are being brought into as canon now. Dash Rendar. Hopefully, they never said. Wait, that. So wait, we, right now we have we have one person on the panel who says eh, and another person that says yeah, or <laughs> hopefully, which is Sebastian who says yes, and Chris says no. Yep. That's kind of the the reverse here. That Dash I Rendar to me is one of the most unoriginal and sure. just lazy well, characters he's Han I've Solo. ever yeah. I'm more like eh. I'm, yeah, I'm, for me, it's you like, don't even know who Dash Rendar is. is. <laughs> exactly. All you know is that Rich has this unhealthy boner for him like crazy. He doesn't even have long hair, which is very weird. I know. And just, then he doesn't have a middle arm either. I like. I liked the. I I love the story of uh, the Shadows of the Empire. I love the, a, the game, a, the it's book. A fun video game that gave uh, basically gave everybody the character fighting on Hoth. It gave us save, the Black Sun. Yeah, trying to say yeah, got you know, the Black Sun. I'm not. I'm not disparaging Shadows of the Empire. Somebody trying to save Han Solo, other than uh, Leia and Luke uh, and Lando and, and Lando. Calrissian, I've always wanted them to take do... something like. 
three years to find him. Well, they leave, and then like, eh. <laughs> and all that time... Well, you... it, it, it's funny because Marvel Comics did this, too, where Marvel Comics had to have this kind of story where they're looking for Han Solo between episode five and six. Right. When, in, in real time, um, when the issues were coming out in the 80s. And one of the things I always remember when I was reading it, because I didn't have all the issues. I pick up an issue here, and I have an issue here or whatever. The bounty and there's a, was from Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, there's I a great... I don't know how long it would take you to Well, there's a, out, again, they did sort of the same thing that they did later, which they said that... Um, well, in terms of at, at that time... They didn't really know much about Jabba the Hutt. Remember, in the films, as they were released, Jabba was never really mentioned. He was, he, he, was, was, he was mentioned, but it's twice. never actually mentioned that he's on Tatooine at all. Right, right. No, the first it one, it's an assumption, and we now know that oh, he yeah, is. All it is is just Greedo but saying, like, in 19, oh, yeah, in, in 1980... It's not until we get the, the deleted scene yeah, in. Until 19, in. In 1982, you had no idea that Jabba was on Tatooine. Correct. So as Marvel's writing these comics, their story is they're looking for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But in the movie... Lando and Chewie fly away, and Luke's standing there with his sister going, mm, so what my attraction to you is weird now. <laughs> I've got my, um, my metal arm around you. In the book, it becomes Luke and Han, or Luke and Lando, okay. searching for him. The, like the, the, I still remember the issue I, I picked up, and it's still one of my favorites, in which they're trying to find, they run into Bosk and Dengar, because mm-hmm. they end up, the way the Marvel comics sets it up is like all of those bounty hunters have a part of this sort of thing, and they're like stealing Han Solo from each other or whatever. So they're trying to find Bosk and um, – oh, no, I'm sorry, Bosk and IG-88. They're trying to find Bosk and IG-88 to tell them where Boba Fett is with, with Han. So in the issue, I remember reading it when I was a kid and going, cool, Luke and Lando are looking for Han. Wait, Luke wasn't on the Falcon. Right. <laughs> you know, you're just like putting one and two but pieces together. But. Shadows of the Empire also had the great – they had a great scene with Luke re- or building his lightsaber – and told you know he was at uh, yeah no there's a great he's comic, at Obi Wan's hovel and it, it just uh, how he puts it together was so much different than in a cave next to well, and it's also there's you got to mention the distinction between Shadows of the Empire which is a video game where you play as Dash Rendar and then the comic series which has a lot of tangential stuff to it but there was also a novel there was also there was a, a novel, novel and the novel the novel ended the way. Kind of the way the video game ended, sure. where you don't know if Dash is alive or dead. The, the right. novel, the novel ends as poorly as Peter Benchley's Jaws ends, which is just the shark then just sinks. I mean, the end of it is just sort of like, oh no, Dash is dead. I think we didn't yeah, see maybe. it. We don't know what we're gonna do with. It. We can't Not leave play- him alive. Because maybe he's playing so- the game. It would have had had more effect on me in and terms of a, Dash there's Rendar. A, there's a specific attachment, most because you get to play as Dash Rendar. That may be the difference. I'm reading Shadows of the Empire, going so. You're introduced. Steve to Perry's IG looking there, going, way. "Okay, hold on, hold on. I can't use Han Solo, but I'm gonna use Han Solo. Okay, so Han. Oh, I'm sorry. Han Solo. Dash friend. Rendar. Well, he's even he's Dash he's Krillian. He's got a YT class. He's ship. exactly the same. He, yeah. he drives me nuts. If he he's was got an a alien, it would have been so much better. He's not Olo. He's got he had a cool he had a cool robot. I mean, it, there was just, Olos, Olos, yeah. not not Olos. Same thing. No, it's there, not. There was just there you was don't have a, an S in yours. There was a lot of things about Shadows that I just I there's really, a lot of no. I love Shadows. I'd love Shadows of the Empire if only they would remake and, in three and three quarter scale the. Uh, guard that Luke and Lando dress up as because that's like a big part of it is that yes. everybody has to dress up as something else. Well, that was there part of so it. Much Leia, that's co- how you Leia got the, you know the bounty hunter costume. Cosplay started with Star Wars because Han and Luke cosplay as stormtroopers in Episode Four. There you go. Shadows of the Empire. There's cosplay 
of uh, Lando and Luke using the 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 guard uniform. The, Jedi, you have Leia cosplaying as Boosh. There's so much cosplay in Star Wars. Uh-huh. It's amazing. That so, and cutting off people. But that's arms. how she. They, they in, in Shadows. That's how she gets the the yeah. Boosh costume. That's, I'm not. I'm not disparaging. So I think Dash Rendar is a lazy ass character, and I have absolutely no interest in ever seeing him again. Um, but he may be in the. The, the point was. He might be in Rebels. You know, it would be stupid. Like, also great, you told me Wedge Antilles is in it, but you didn't tell me that. Red, that I don't care about the surprise of Dash. Yeah, I, I think in. that's more of a surprise. I think I think that's a bigger surprise than Wedge being in it. To, 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 to the EU fans. Not a... Wait, also, wasn't Wedge Antilles at the end of Return of Revenge of the Sith? No, no, no. that's Captain Antilles. That's a totally different person. Okay, that's right. Yeah, they, they the only the only character in which it actually has the same name that they're like, no, no, wait. There's no connection. Right. <laughs> just hold on. Um, right, yeah. Shadows of the Empire Captain was also Antilles the first real EU uh, uh, entity that George Lucas said he completely agrees with and, and backs. So that was, <laughs> I think that was kind of my other attachment It's funny to you it. believe that story. <laughs> hey, George, we're doing this. Yeah, whatever. He completely endorsed it and was a part of it. And He endorsed the EU. Well, he endorsed the EU, yes. Yeah, he, he always endorsed the EU. He just said, at the point in which I'm going to make more money by saying this doesn't exist, right. that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Well, okay, we want to buy it, George, but your EU doesn't exist. Yeah, whatever. Just give me the check. What is, $4 billion? <laughs> Sure. Cool. I hey, never, I never hey said school the system, e- here's $4 billion. I don't even need this crap. I, don't, I never even said the EU was part of it. I always said the films, you know. Yeah, I always said the, the, visual stuff that, the stuff that's on the screen is the only thing that actually truly exists. Um, so, Rebel Season 3 looks to be amazing. Rogue One looks to be amazing. Was there anything about Celebration that disappointed you other than not being there? Not being there. <laughs> Celebration proved to me that, that, that unlike... Unlike Mike, who has no problem not going to San Diego, I know I would kill myself if I didn't. Because I'm getting all these tweets going, Speaking of which, why am I not there? Think, do you think it was really odd to have them so close together? No, not, and no, not, because necessarily they're in a country. For, not necessarily for the fans, it, but because, because for the, the, the people attending. Like, it's in a different country, and they're, Ashley not, Eckstein, they're not going to do anything for Star Wars at San Diego. See, and that's what I, I agree. In terms you of news and stuff like that. You won't we'll see, see the figures. Rebels, you won't yeah. see, yeah. You'll see I, can see, I mean, you could see a Rebels-ish I mean, sort of thing, but they're not going to do – they're not in Hall H this year yeah, at right. all. Um, you're not gonna. You're probably not gonna see any news drop at that right. point. You'll see smaller panels. Yeah. there about the publishing panel is is, we'll, is we'll it there the, again? We'll get basically the toy hashing of what? Yeah, they, I mean, even the toy panel. This the 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 thing that they saved for the surprises. They saved for SDCC is the new Black Series six inch mm-hmm. uh, fan pull will be revealed in San Diego as it was last year. Right for for Ahsoka um, this year. We'll see who it is. You know, a lot of people are saying it is Grand Animal Thrawn. There's a couple people saying it's General Grievous. It could be Darth Bane. I mean, there's a bunch of different characters right. that, that are possibilities. Um, George Irby. Oh, my God. It's funny, he wasn't even on the list. Nope, not um, even in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, Got to get that Jar Jar in his... Uh, so that's why it was so the, out there. The, the, the ambassador the, robes. Having it close together, because they're in two different countries, Completely, I thought was. The, well, the I think thing, that it was just if we're going to hold it in London, what's the best time we can hold it in London? And it happened to be in July. The only thing I'm thinking of is for the the um, industry and performers and, and and you know and, and press that are going to attend both of them. That's who? A, well, I mean, you, you, first of all, you, you have Ashley Eckstein who, who immediately jumped on a plane almost right immediately after her panel for Ahsoka, but you also have yeah, but Ashley Eckstein runs a company, right? That's the other. I mean, Ashley Eckstein is probably getting ready for San Diego, yes, because she has a booth for her universe. She's in charge of a multi-million dollar clothing right. line. That's different than saying, 
Gareth but Edwards like Gareth... Sideshow and all those. That's that you, you just think they your, just split their, you split their, your their team division? Team. Yeah. yeah. I don't, who knows if even Sideshow was even there? I haven't seen a single picture from it. Hasbro, no big deal. Hasbro's just got to split its stuff in, in half. Hasbro, it might be easier because they're like, we just have to pack it up and bring it over here as we already have to do anyway. Right. I mean, they have to send everything to San Diego from Pawtucket anyway. So in terms of that sort of thing, no big deal. Artists, who cares? It's another country. Right. If it was here this week, I mean, even the, the closest from WonderCon to Celebration last year, because both took place in May. Mm-hmm. You, or, or not May. Uh, April, April and May. May. But within three weeks, four weeks of each other, yeah, was... something along those lines, there were artists who had to choose. Right. Because, like, I don't want to just go back to the same group of people I just saw three weeks ago. Here, there's, there's very few people that are there. Even this, the official Celebration artists, the ones who do the prints mm-hmm. and everything for it, there's probably very few of them that were American or North American. There were probably oh, a lot sorry. of European artists that did it. I'm sure there's some others that are there that came that will come back and do San Diego. When you're an artist, this is what you want to do. This is what, you know, right. we know Livio. Livio, Livio Arbendelli does a billion cons a year. He goes to Dubai, and he's in Florida the next weekend. I yeah. mean, that's the life of the artist. That's what you're going to do. In terms of, like, big companies and stuff, I don't think they care. Right. Um, Gentle Giant, if they're in both, sure. It, it, it's just knowing it, you split your team in two, it's not a big deal. Well, I mean, they got to pack up and bring it back anyway, so it's just stopping in San yeah. Diego before they... <laughs> They go home. Yeah, it's a, it's not. I don't think it's the, it's the biggest deal in the world. And, and in terms of, again, because it's another country, it, I don't think they cared that it was anywhere near San Diego. And the biggest company in terms of Lucasfilm, Disney, Star Wars is not doing anything for San Diego. Well, in terms and, of news. and to be honest, next year it's going to be close like that. Anyways, D twenty three is scheduled for mid July, so it's either going to be a week before or a week after Comic Con. D23 is in Anaheim. Anaheim. Sure. It is yeah, in Anaheim. it's July 14th. Or no, that's, uh, sorry, that's my email. Hang on, I just got the ticket thing. It's it's like July 17th or something, whatever. whatever. It's probably like the week after. I figure since this is like a third week of the month for right. Comic-Con this year. I figure. I well, remember month. last year, I, I just realized this as I was going last through. Last year was the 8th. Yeah, the last year it was the first, almost the first week in July, second week of July. The 14th because, through the 16th. Yeah. 14th to 16th is D23. Mm-hmm. That's right, because the 17th. Uh, what's San, San Diego? Does San Diego release its dates Not yet? Not yet. They've no. never released it before. The oh, they con. have. Yeah, they have. They've released them because we go to the con and you know when it was the next year. The last few years, you know, would they release it wow, during I think when, con. It, when they were selling the tickets the year in Yeah, advance, when they, they used, to, used to be able to right. buy tickets. Right, when they, when they did it the year. Yeah, so, yeah I'm just saying, it's, it's not never been, re- you know. Yeah, right. It was used to be in the program guide. Well, same thing with, with WonderCon. WonderCon didn't announce it, but it was on the back of the program guide saying, hey, it's April whatever. Right. Yeah. Non-Easter. Nothing official yet. Yeah. Okay, so was, Sebastian, everything you saw, was there anything disappointing? or? or... No, no, I actually enjoyed myself. Uh, but on to Comic-Con, I'm seeing uh, Deadline is reporting uh, the deal to stay in San Diego through 2018. Right. Uh, uh, comes just ahead of this year's 46th annual. Is this an older article? I'm getting things. So, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, it, that's Yeah. Last year they said yeah, like they're just saying through 2018 at the moment, but no, yeah. no solid date yet. But I'm sure by the time we get there, um, no, I, I enjoyed myself. I just got to stream panels, watch some cool stuff, get a lot of good photos from the people who are there. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you got to see them yet. It's a hard sort of thing when you when the you Hungarian have garrison photos. Yeah, are just, well, I've seen photos. Of, I mean, I've been following. There's the, a couple new. There's a just new just hit the just hit showing. the SWCE. Yeah. Uh, hashtag on Instagram and it just explodes between official and oh, non-official yeah. and stuff like that. But no, that's disappointing you. Yeah, have, having because there really isn't anything that you're. I didn't care whether there was a new trailer for Rogue One. Do you or think not. it was a safe year? We got something. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's you have a Star Wars convention. Right. There's very few things that you can do 
in terms of this kind of scale, where you have a worldwide audience who's live streaming and watching right. all this Plus, stuff and I mean, whatever. There's stuff on the floor, and there's lots of smaller panels that you probably yeah. Need. There's a lot of other things that are there. I mean, someone like like I said, I would love to see the publishing panel or something. Mm-hmm. And going to celebration that was a big part of it for me was going to all the different publishing panels that they had right. for DK and for um, you know John Jackson Miller had his own spotlight and. Mm-hmm. Valentine or whatever that's doing the things that had their own panel and, and there was we, a story yeah, group and stuff like that. There's panels are at Star Wars to a degree. I mean, yeah, like Comic Con. You'll have Comic Con panels in terms of the smaller. Hasbro has its panel. Uh-huh. Uh, d- uh, publishing as a group has its panel. <laughs> Collectibles, you know, right. Gentle Giant and Sideshow and all of them do their own panel by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, th- I mean, that stuff's going to be there. That's not a big deal. There's even a uh, there's even a, um, a Star Wars trivia panel. Yeah, it's it's just the fact that that's the day all the panels are on on right. Friday. Um, yeah, and like I said, the only news really, the only news that Hasbro is going to give you is who won the fan poll. And so they, we may see we'll the get reveal. To see the line that's coming out. Well, that's the... what I mean. We've already seen it. It's already there. We'll, um, we'll see the not... one. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think they'll hold that for later. There's only going to be. It looks like there's only going to be four figures because there's a bunch of people online that think they have found the the Walmart ordering and it has the numbers. Yeah. They showed the packaging for Jan as 22. 26 is the exclusive Kylo that was given there. So it looks like 22, 23, 24, and 25 will be Rogue One. So there'll only be, it looks like there will only be four figures available immediately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows where we'll see where we're going from there. What about a three and three quarter line? That, that three, three and three quarter line is a joke. Yeah, I mean... Well, to you, but I mean... There's well, no, no, any one of them. You but got go, the... go now. <laughs> no, I, go, look, I, go look at a peg now and tell me that three, three and three quarter line successful. Not only just the five-point articulation, but Walmart having the exclusive black series yeah. well, and not having any... too expensive. That was the biggest mistake. The, well, the, well, the, mista- yeah. it, the problem that it's not a mistake for them is Hasbro needs people to subsidize them doing articulation. Sure. Walmart's paying more. That's why it's so freaking expensive. Walmart is paying them extra to be exclusive. This mm-hmm. is what Toys R Us did with ha- with uh, GI Joe, right? With Hasbro for those years, you know, just before the twenty fifth, that last round of the you know Valor versus Venom or Spy Troops was a Toys R Us and Toys R Us dot com exclusive. And what it was is they told Hasbro instead of paying four dollars for a figure that we're going to sell for ten, we'll give you six dollars for a figure that we're going to have to sell for eleven because right. it think we think it's going to drive people into the store. Walmart, it, the, the problem with it is having it Walmart. Because yes. Walmart doesn't need an exclusive to drive people into the store. Do you think it would have been better off to being an exclusive at, like, Target? I think it would be better off being an exclusive like, Walgreens. If you want to drive people into a store, there's a reason why Walgreens has a huge Funko Star Wars exclusive contract. Right. They've had 12 of them so far. Well, they've had the Walking Dead exclusives. Yeah. They've had, Walgreens know. does this because someone like me walks into Walgreens looking for Funko Pops and then goes, well, I'm here. I might as well buy cold medicine. Right. That's all they're looking for is to try and open themselves up to a new type of, of audience. The only reason that I think Walmart would do it is they look at their toy aisle and go, well, it's only one aisle now. We, we don't have We, we went from aisle. being the largest toy distributor in the entire world to being second behind Toys R Us mm-hmm. in a very small amount of time because there used to be six aisles of toys in our local Walmarts, and now there's two. Right, three. Well, there's three. there's one boy, one girl, and then one infant, and that's it. I and think there's even two girls with just one. one there's boys a couple. Now. Well, no, the two girls is you're thinking of the infant one too. Um, there's, the, there's the boys, the building sets, oh, yeah. the cars, and then like, yeah. Well, the, like on 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 the one that the yeah. the, the 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 one in Porter um, Ranch, not Porter Ranch, uh, Simi is there's the one half is action figures, mm-hmm. and then it's Legos, and then cars and building, 
and then it's girls, girls in terms of sides, right? And then it's kids, and then kids, uh, you know, toy, uh, toddlers and toddlers. So there's only really yeah, one. Boy, actual... The boys out, which used to dominate the toy aisles. Well, it's because so many of those lines die on the vine so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's trying to do lines off of these things, but they end up blowing. I mean, right. we we talked about it with Civil War. The fact that there is not a decent Marvel comics or Marvel movie Captain America Civil War line that has any of those great designs in it mm-hmm. is is terrible. We look at a Legends figure. I picked up the, the they did the Living Laser, right. Purple, see-through, clear plastic. Gorgeous. Pick yeah. it up. No elbow articulation. No wrist. Yeah. No knee. No no uh, feet. Well, the Yondo figure. I've been Yondo figure's trash. Yondo figure. The, the Captain Marvel. Trash. Yep. Those figures are horrible. And we're seeing it on the shelf. They're None of them are moving. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the, the, yeah, the, the, the Marvel one. I bought the Spider-Man Noir because it's all old parts. It's still twelve ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I bought the Han Solo three and three quarter at at, at Walmart for eleven dollars on clearance because it was a fourteen ninety nine figure, and then you're looking at all their six inches is twenty dollars. Yeah. Although I do think I think when Rogue One releases they'll be twenty five. Well, but then what? Uh, toy Toys just going to get the thirty? No, no. I think all of them are going to be twenty four ninety nine. Uh. Okay, so next week we will be at Comic Con. Yeah. When are we? Yay. I don't think we're recording next week. <laughs> we are recording next week. We're recording an actual panel, and then we're going to air that. That's going to be boring. Well, we're going. Well, I mean, the panel's not going to be boring if you're there, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to be a great that's audio. Good. Great that's way good. to sell our panel, Chris. Well, no, I, like anybody's listening, that's going to show up. Um, what's going to be stocked well, anymore? It's going to be stocked with friends and family. We could, we should call it the friends and family panel. Um, I, wa- I, I want to throw this out there though. If there's anyone that's stuck through all the this podcast all the way to the end and is going to San Diego. And San Diego. San Diego. And we'll be at our I believe panel. believe it means whale's vagina. <laughs> let, us, let us know during the panel that you are there, and we'll have a special gift for you. You've got to give them a code word. What's the code word? Whale's vagina. Whale's vagina? Code words, I guess. Whale's vagina. Okay. Come up to Rich and yell, whale's vagina! And then we'll Come give you... Come up to the microphone and, and say, whale's vagina. And as security's pulling you out, <laughs> we will give you... Like, security in San Diego has never heard anybody say, whale's vagina. One of the most successful comedies of all time. Yeah. Yeah, we should use that panel because I don't think we're recording anything. No, it's we the, are. That's what, it's the library, but I keep forgetting the specific title the, for the library. What is, what is it? Come what on. What is it, Ethan? It's who had to the, read it 16 times? It's the Neil... Morgan Auditorium Neil at Morgan the San Diego Auditorium, City... Yeah. No, San Diego Central. Central Public Library. The so, City Library is a couple miles away. It's the, yes, sem- it's the, the Central. San Diego Central... Yeah. I guess there 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 has been rumors that um, and it's, uh, Nacho it's, Man might still be alive. Don't don't play that. Don't play and it. For the panel, what is it? Uh, looking at it, it is for a lot of other small panel uh, podcast panels. The podcast bef- before us apparently is really popular, but the podcast after us is not as Asterisk? popular. After us, Asterisk after us. That's how bad it is. Not as popular. Well, Marvel Marvel Live, uh, their podcast is recording out of there too. Right, yeah, it's it's, a, it's basically well, basically, it's all the pod- it's it, all the podcast. As uh, as my boss says, like, how did you guys get a panel? Like, oh, they gave it to anyone who was a podcast. To put it in. <laughs> we're in the podcast room. Yeah. So yeah, basically, the, well, no, we're we're in the podcast auditorium. The if, you, if you've looked at the, 
No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to look at it. I have it, no interest it's, in leaving. It, it's it's a decent size room. It's gonna be awesome to see your wife sitting all the way in the back row, two miles away. <laughs> the... Hi, Bethy. <laughs> Shut Herbivals up. Herbivores and their one fan. If you've, hey. been, oh, if you've been to the Central Library in downtown LA, I think the auditorium the auditorium room is gonna be kind of like that, where there's like maybe ten or fifteen rows, and then like a little center stage. It looks more than ten or fifteen rows, but I could be mistaken. It's but it's also very wide. So. It's kind of got like that movie, like, yeah. A, like yeah. A, sort of like a baseball stadium where the it's sort of it's like a man's Chinese. Yeah. It, it, it almost does have like a baseball diamond shape. TLC, yes, yeah. whatever the hell they call and the, it. Now. The, the LA, the library, the, the main library here in downtown LA has, and it's has, not a, that... has an auditorium room almost exactly like it, from at least the picture that I saw. Yeah, and it's not that far of a walk. Go grab your lunch, come join us at the panel, and listen to us talk to one of the premier up-and-coming voiceover actors. Um, up-and-coming? Well, I guess he's, I guess he's already come. He's, he's a... Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a good thing you know him better than the rest of us, apparently. Uh, I mean, he, no, he's, I mean I guess look at his IMDb page. He's one of the most successful voiceover actors that, that we've seen. Especially in the last few years. Yes. In terms of not being a star, not being a live-action actor, which is stealing all of the live-action role or the voiceover roles, you may not which know will his... be one of my questions for him. Um, which, which yeah. during the lunch, and I, I will talk to you guys after this, but during the lunch, I was talking to him about that, and... Which he was fascinating stories about that, so I'm glad that's one of the questions we have, because there are some really really good stories that he has to tell, um, and then we'll go. Then everybody in the audience will get a chance to do a voice and do, perform a script oh, with us. I, th- I, thought, I thought you were talking about like a gigantic. No, it's not. It's not no, it's not, it's, it's not, not like all age, but it's definitely a lot nicer than anything yeah, that's in San Diego. Bowser, he's a good guy. He was, uh, he's the current Marvin the Martian. He was the second Stimson J. Cat. Yes. He's also uh, Puss in Boots. He's also currently. Puss in Boots. Tiger Claw. Tiger Claw. He, he was, was Luke Ike. Skywalker in the Lego. Uh, Luke, uh, yeah, he was Ike Brodowski in Taming Strange, one uh-huh. of my favorite South Park episodes. He was a um, he was a uh, I don't know if he's a penciler or a colorist. He was also yes, he was Ren an animator. Ren, Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. Uh, yeah, I mean he it's a very fascinating, very honest, down to earth guy that will be a joy. I mean it, it's amazing to talk to him and to listen to him perform. It's 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 incredible. And you might be able to watch him come. He's also fiendish. You, so. <laughs> yeah. He's also fiendish Doctor Wu. On the I would love to just have TV a panel series. like we, we, next year we have to have a guest who's like a total dick. Complete. We dick. just tell him like we tell him, like, look, you're gonna come to the panel. You're gonna love this. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nice. He's gonna stuff there's like, I hate you people. These <laughs> <laughs> fucking kids coming in with Pokemon. All, 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 all these nerds. Look at all these nerds. So hopefully, and hopefully, the the library will be a Poke Stop, so everybody will stop by. Right. <laughs> stop. We're gonna set a bunch of lures in the public library that yeah. like, people will be like, <sighs> oh my god. Well, one of us has to be playing it first. Well, Sebastian's, well, Sebastian's playing it. Playing it. Play Are it. you still playing it? I've, for me, I, I didn't play it really. I didn't play it as like fast as other people. A lot of people were like, oh, "It's been ten hours. I think I'm done for the day." Like, no, like I was playing like like an hour or two like every other day. Just like I was doing it on my walks around my block. I so you dabble. I dabble. I'm not like some. A couple of my friends play religiously. They're already like in the high levels, and for me, it's just like, I'm going, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going on. A, I'm going on my evening walk. I might as well, you know, throw a podcast on and and just catch things around the neighborhood. You're All not right, assaulting so. Central Park. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm so not, make I'm sure. Not tagging. I'm just playing the game by myself. And make sure you come to Comic-Con and check out the panel. And don't forget. Don't forget the code word. Whale vagina. Whales vagina.
If they say whale vagina, we can't accept that. If there is some form of whale and vagina, we'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) And check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter, at Nerdables Show. So, for Chris, Sebastian, Ethan, and the silent Mikey, we will talk to you from Comic-Con next week. Ah!